Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, August 4th. Today on the show, we've got your preview of Nashville SC's massive matchup with New England on Wednesday evening. We will talk with Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider to preview what is going on with the Tennessee Vols as they open their training camp in Knoxville. But we begin with observations and reactions from the Tennessee Titans' first full padded practice. So let me tell you guys a little story here, because you know the 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group. And a little story is about a friend of mine who is moving into a new home, but they need to renovate both sides of it. And they were on vacation for two months out of town while the work got done after they closed. And of course, the plan was to come back to a brand new home, move in, get their kids all settled. And as it turns out, about a third of the way through their trip, all of the contractors just started disappearing. And this is a problem in this city when it comes to general contractors rebuilds or custom additions or whatever big project you're doing on your home. And the Kingston Group knows that this is a problem and they are trying to go at it head on by creating a trustworthy process, not only with over a decade's worth experience of work under their belt that they can show you proof of concept and evidence of how they've taken care of all of their clients every step of the way. Trust me, I know this firsthand. My family uses the Kingston Group for a reason. Their process is what makes them the best. It's why you need to remember the name, The Kingston Group. It's why you need to go to the website, buildkg.com, and look at their work. It's why you need to give them a phone call and say, look, I need this done on my house. Can you guys help me? Let's talk it through. They will give you a budget and a process on the front end so that there are no surprises throughout the entire build. It is why you can trust them. Go to the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name, The Kingston Group. Let's start with an update about the stars on the first day of full pads from the Titans training camp. Julio Jones was not out there at any point. The Titans are notoriously impossible when it comes to injuries. It did not look serious on Monday, but there's really no way to tell anything about anything other than he did not dress on Monday in any way and did not participate. So obviously, we're keeping an eye on Julio. Not that he needs to practice, but again... You never know. Taylor Lewan was in full pads for team drills, was in for one series, and then went inside for the remainder of practice. It did not appear that anything in particular happened, aside from maybe the O-line getting dominated. More on that in just a second. I saw Lewan walking around near the, the weight room talking with some folks as practice was ending and appeared to be just fine. Caleb Farley was out there in full pads, going through individuals and group drills, mostly watching with the coaching staff, but also doing a few things here and there. When the team portion began, he did go inside and was not seen after that. But again, that that is to be expected with his recovery right now. It appears that he is on schedule. Ryan Tannehill, again, was a little off on Tuesday, but I would attribute this one more to the play of his offensive line, which to me was the story of the first day of practice with pads, for whatever it's worth. Just one day here. The starting defensive line was excellent. Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Tyre Tart dominated both team sessions getting constant pressure on Tannehill and blowing up the starting offensive line. The first session featured Lawan and was essentially all five starters. Tart in particular was fantastic. Going up against Jones, Davis, or Saffold, he was a presence on almost every single play. Some of that is that Simmons and Autry are going to take up so much focus from the opposing offensive line. Outside linebacker John Simon, who had an interception, and Ola Adinyi are getting a lot of looks with the top two teams currently, and both played pretty well on Tuesday. Again, it's just one day, but that D-line clearly won the first day of pads. On the second team, rookie second-round pick Dylan Radens continued to struggle, especially early. 
But later on, he won a few battles with fellow rookie Rashad Weaver. His pass pro seems to be way behind his run-blocking skills from what I could tell. David Quisenberry and Kendall Lamb were in there when Lawan left with the starting group, and after watching Ben Jones limp off on one play, he returned a few plays later, I started thinking about the depth inside along the line of scrimmage for the offense. They have lots of tackles, but I think interior depth along this O-line is something that's worth watching the rest of the way. In the kicking game, which has quickly turned into the media's favorite portion of practice, both guys, Sam Ficken and Tucker McCann, were excellent. They made all 12 kicks. Both guys went 6 of 6, although McCann's final attempt from 50 yards wasn't nearly as pure as Ficken's. After just one competition, bringing in Ficken was clearly the right move. I still have major questions about this portion of the team if one of those two guys is your starting place kicker when the season begins. Otherwise, it was the usual names at the bottom of the roster making plays. Wide receiver Chester Rogers, cornerbacks Breon Borders and Elijah Molden, quarterback Logan Woodside were all solid once again and appear to be closing in on solidifying spots on the roster. Obviously, Molden's going to make the team. Fred Brown caught a really long touchdown pass with a really nice play, but I'm not sure if he's got a chance to make the roster. Rookie Monty Rice got yelled at. Deshaun Kaiser still appears to be way behind Woodside. I mentioned Raidens, and so that just about does it for Tuesday's camp report from Tennessee Titans practice. The Tennessee Volunteers had their media day in Knoxville on Tuesday, and camp opens up on Wednesday. That's right, Tennessee Volunteer football players will be practicing, and the quarterback battle will begin with Josh Heupel in his first fall camp in Knoxville. So let's bring in Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider to give us a little bit of a breakdown of what he expects to see from a position battle standpoint in camp this fall, but also what did he make of being introduced to all the new Tennessee coaches and players on Tuesday? You know what? I, I, I learned that they are really stuck on this competition thing when it comes to each position, especially the quarterback. You know, they, they made that a point. Now, it was interesting, Alex Golish, offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach, did make it a point to say a week and a half into fall camp, I want to know who my two guys are. I want to know who my two guys are. They're going to be battling for the starting spot. And he said, you know what, maybe three, but really he meant two guys that they were going to roll with the rest of the fall camp and try to figure out which way they're going to go to open up Bowling Green. I found that part interesting. I also found it when Josh Hypo was talking about the quarterbacks. He also did say, you know what, some guy might not be a starter, but it doesn't mean we won't put him in a situational so that part was kind of interesting. You know, if, if one guy doesn't make it or two guys don't make it, okay, is there a spot for, let's say, if Hendon Hooker is not the starter to put him in or, or Brian Maurer? I, I don't really know, but I think that was a way of Hypo kind of covering his rear end as well, too, with all the quarterbacks. I mean, dude, we had four quarterbacks today to talk to. Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. So I took away from it on a defensive side of the football, I think Tim Banks, they're going to run that multiple defensive formation. I think that Matthew Butler, you know, a, a veteran guy on the defensive line, you know, he said today, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said he's ready to run through some faces. And he said we had the best position coach in the country in Rodney Garner. You can tell these guys have kind of taken on the shtick of Rodney Garner. No bleeps given. Going to go out there and try to just play. Uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to depth at that position. You've got guys, but you don't have a monster. Um, now, maybe somebody can turn into that. We'll see. But I think along the defensive line front, you know, they talked about it. Tim Banks talked about it, about the inside linebackers, how much better they are from a depth position coming out of spring where it was grim, where, you know, you didn't know about Juwan Mitchell. You didn't know how Jeremy Banks was going to recover. You didn't know if Aaron Beasley was going to come back from Catgate. 
You did not know, you know, if they were going to be able to pull down Roman Harrison or Morvin Joseph, something like that in that position. So I was intrigued to see how they were excited about the depth at that spot. That's that's a couple key takeaways from today. So if you got to watch practice, yeah, what order do you think the quarterbacks would go in? <laughs> I would say Bailey, Milton, one, two, then Hooker, then Maurer. And, and, and that first two can flip-flop. You know, I think this is going to come down to – I honestly think it's going to come down to Milton or Bailey. But don't be surprised if somebody like Hendon Hooker gets out there and surprises a lot of people because he has experience playing in a Power 5 conference. But, you know, Milton is recovered from his hand surgery. You know, he tore ligaments in his thumb during the Michigan State game last year. Didn't really tell coaches until two weeks later, and then the season was ruined. I'm interested to see what a healthy Joe Milton looks like being able to run the ball as well, which Alex Golas talked about today. Harrison Bailey's going to be your starter. Uh, Trey, good to talk yeah. to you, my man. Good to talk to you, bud. Hey, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks, brother. That was Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider, and I agree with him. I think Harrison Bailey is going to be your starter with Hendon Hooker at number two because of a skill set that he brings to the table that can kind of create new challenges for a defense. But if you're asking me who's going to run the majority of the offense, my bet is on Harrison Bailey right now today if I was a gambling man. Well, it is here. Nashville SC puts its eight-game unbeaten streak on the line on the road against number one New England in the Eastern Conference Wednesday night. That's tonight at 6 p.m. Nashville SC third place in the table. New England first place. This type of match is one of the matches that has some season-defining elements to it. What is the lineup going to look like for Nashville SC? I absolutely love the formation at the top that Gary Smith deployed last week with Randall Leal, Hani Mukhtar, and CJ Sapong. But how close to full fitness is Ake Loba? And could we see Loba unleashed against New England on Wednesday evening? Either way, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere, fantastic matchup, battle for top seating and top location in the Eastern Conference table. A prove-it match, if you will, for Nashville SC, not only for themselves and for us, the fans, but also for the national media to start taking this team a little bit more seriously. And oh, by the way, to prove themselves on the road where they have yet to win all season. It's as big a match as you can get in the regular season in August, and it should be an absolute blast. This is a huge game. Tune in again. That's 6 p.m. Central Time, New England and Nashville SC, first and third in the Eastern Conference. Let's see what the boys in gold got for them. And if you want a full in-depth preview and reaction to the tie against Toronto, make sure you've subscribed to the Club and Country Podcast out every single Tuesday with Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan covering the boys in gold better than anybody else in the market. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm, and they will not let you down. That's basically it. They do fantastic work to make sure that you love your home. And oh, by the way, make a little money on it on the side. Check out the website, BuildKG.com. You know where to go, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the show. Just tell one person about the product. That's all we ask. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Again, thank you all for listening. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.